Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more, the fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com. 18 plus begambleaware.org T's and C's apply Game Day Podcasts from Talk Sport Subscribe on Acast, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts Game Day The Record Book Well, hello again, everybody. We're all still locked down, but we're all still doing our level best to uh, carve something entertaining out of the cold, hard earth of a world with no football. Welcome to the Record Book Podcast on the Game Day channel, of course. I'm Danny Kelly. With me, as every week uh, throughout the present emergency, um, as we might learn to call it, I'd like to say Tom Rennie is here as well. Hi, Tom. Hi, Danny. It's great to be back with you in the Thank only you. seat that I sit in to socialise. This is where I have drinks with friends. It's where I work. It's where we record stuff. This is basically my life now, this kitchen table seat. Uh, well, and uh, I'm, I'm much the same, though. I, I, I have two setups. One, I moved the microphone from the one you can see now with the stone wall behind me in the living room, occasionally out to the kitchen as well, um, depending on the televisual needs of her indoors. So um, <laughs> we're, we're going to have, what, 10, 15 minutes to rattle through some of the better things that are happening. Now, I know that the reason why people are actually tuning in, obviously, uh, myself and yourself are very talented men, but uh, the reason they're tuning in is because you're keeping a very close eye uh, not on the Belarusian League, which has no. continued unabated throughout the pandemic, and I now understand why. You just see the figures, nearly £600 million gambled per match on the Belarusian League now. You're Every gambler me. the world over um, is plonking their two quid or their ten grand down on the results of, can Bate Borisov pull one back in the last minute? Is that- that's what's happening. That is amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. And, and maybe just, explains why some of these other leagues are still going on as well. It explains it all too clearly why they're, why they're going on. They're probably being um, how can we, encouraged, shall we say, um, to, uh, to make sure that there is some entertainment for the gambling. I've got to be careful what I say here because we're probably going to get it sponsored by a gambling company. The excellent gambling companies. Um, Gamble responsibly, happened? just like the big companies advise you to. Remember that, everybody. What, what happened in Taiwan this week? I mean, I love the Taiwanese Premier League. Um, and it maybe explains from what you've just said why this league is going on because, my God, the quality is poor. Um, I watched the game on Sunday between uh, Taiwan Steel, um, which is Taiwan, which is, is, is incredibly named team, Taiwan Steel, against our favourites, the Red Lions, the Taipei yeah. Red Lions. But they're also Taiwan City as well. They've got two names, Taiwan Steel, but the Steel is what they're called. Uh, and my favourite goal of the day was scored by Lin Wai Che in the 69th minute for Red Lions to make it 2-2 before Taiwan went on to win it 3-2. 
where a ball was played back towards the goalkeeper who picks it up on the end line, left-hand side, miscontrols it some 20 yards ahead of him, Romelu Lukaku cement boot control. Uh, the centre forward then takes it, runs back towards the keeper, dribbles around him, puts it in the net for 2-2 in front of no fans. In the, and it's also in a dying sun as well, where the shadows, like the end of day five of a test match, are just across the field by about 40 feet. And they're still trying to play on because I don't think there's floodlights. They can't no, be. No, that's right. Because I, I, I caught the, uh, the end of one of the games because of you advised me so to do. And I was a little bit freaked out by the fact that they get played into the kind of going down of the sun, into the dusk, into the twilight. Because it, I mean, this is going to be very important when we do the next story, which is rather more serious. It gives you the impression that, you know, at the very end of the earth, and we may not be that far away from it, at the very end of the earth, they'll still be playing one more, fit in one more game of football so that one more person can bet two quid on it from it's, Croydon. It's, it's like that bit where you're at the end of the fifth day and everyone, they're delivered, we've got to get a result here. And it's like, we can't see the ball. We can't see anything. Just keep swinging the bat until something hits the boundary and we can all just go home. We can't end it now. Uh, the pitch is more shadow than grass. It's incredible. Uh, in the end, uh, the Red Lions, our favourites, did lose it again, though, today by three goals to two. Do you so. want to give us the full result? The full yeah, let's do it. People Taiwan. want to know. This is how this podcast has become so successful during lockdown. It's the result yeah. of the Taiwanese Football Premier League. Ladies so here and gentlemen, we go. let me bring you this weekend's result from the Taiwanese Premier League, bred for you by Tom Rennie. Tai Chang Futuro 2, Tatung 2. Tainan City, brackets, Taiwan Steel, close brackets, three. Tapai Red Lions, two. Ming Chuan University, nil. Tai Power, two. And Hangquen, two. I've said this wrong every week, so I'm just going to do all the letters. N-T-U-P-E-S, nil. Tom, it strikes me that now you're becoming such an expert on it. The Red Lions manager must be coming under pressure already, mustn't he? Uh, they have got no defense. They've got no attack. They're a shambles. I mean, yeah. We, we wondered what had happened, didn't we, to Avram Grant? Now we know. Okay, now listen, the next story, as you so rightly say, has rather more serious implications both for the Premier League and for the people involved in it. Um, and in order to make sure so things don't get too serious, I will, as I did last week, be putting on a series of hats uh, to commemorate you doing these stories. So um, for those of you of a certain age, the cartoon character Elmer Fudd, um, who used to go around chasing after Bugs Bunny with his, with his double-barrel shotgun, I put on my Elmer Fudd hat. <laughs> where, where would you even get these hats? Where are you finding these hats in a lockdown? Uh, I have many, many hats. But the, the journey of life brings you to much chapeauism in the end. I like the idea when you eventually retire of you owning maybe a hat haberdashery <laughs> somewhere in Ireland that That's only right. people visit oh, hang on. by the coach peak, trips. The peaks become very active there. Now listen, they're trying to go back to playing football in, in Germany. Are. Um, and I think we both think this is an astonishingly difficult thing to achieve or, to put it into layman's terms, a really bad idea. I mean, what's, why I've been so across this as well is that my team will be covering uh, Bundesliga games when they come back. As you know, one of the jobs I've got is to run a Bundesliga commentary team. And we all want it back. I'm desperate for it to come back. But then when you read about how they're going to bring it back, it just seems absolutely insane. Let me just read you some of the things that they are putting in place from the Bundesliga Football Association. Christian Seifert is the CEO. Before bringing the league back, maybe on May 9th, though as we record this, they still haven't got government approval. Number one, where are the players going to live? Uh, they can either live at home, but if they live at home, they will be contact traced the entire time the season is going on. So if you see the gardener, for example, he will need to be contract traced. His family will be contact traced. It says if your wife is unwell, you can't kiss her 
or have sex with her under any circumstance. I mean, that might be a blessing for some. I don't know. Again, how are they going to police that? How are they going to police this? What, I, mean, I mean, I shudder to think, considering they can't get coronavirus tests, the other yeah. tests they're going to be using here. Um, I mean, but, members of the Pulitzer side cannot be wasted to watch over professional footballers to see if they're getting jiggy with the misses, can they? No, I mean, they might be sending the players into some sort of marriage counselling so the counsellor can report back whether they had relations or not. Do they seem happy within themselves? Are they the kind of couple that would be getting secretly Bundesliga jiggy? I don't know, um, but I can't assume that they're going to find and, out just and by the trying to make light of this, if they're, gonna, if they're going to monitor the sex lives of the married footballers, and what about the unmarried ones who may have far more active, indeed the married ones may have too, but the unmarried ones may be quite happily um, having sex with six or seven people an hour. I mean, if, you go, if you're going by the way footballers are, just contact tracing the women that have been near Carl Walker and Moise Keane will take up half the police force. Moise Keane, oh my God. God bless him. If ever there was a cry to get me back to Italy. Yeah, Italy. Somebody wants to go back to Italy. Bless him. I already admired my Elmer Fudd hat. I thank you for that. But uh, as you admit, you're indoors in your kitchen. You, uh, you appear to me to be wearing um, the, the sort of sunglasses that might be sported by Thelonious Monk back in, yes. the, in the 1950s. Yeah. I've very much got a late-stage jazz oboist kind of sunglasses on, and I'm happy if with that. that. If I mean, that phrase doesn't have a separate meaning somewhere. No, that's what Moise Keane ordered. Three of them. That's why he's been suspended. Why um, are you wearing sunglasses indoors? Well, I've, I've been wearing them all day. I've been out in the garden, uh, wow. which is very, very warm, and they're my prescription. And so oh. I don't want to be, I don't want to keep changing the glasses over. I did All once right. have the the flick pair, but oh, uh, the I just kept them on. Yeah. But this, yeah. but where I'm sitting now in my only seat where I kind of work and play now, it's got a lot of stains on it at this point. Um, it's the coldest point of the house. So even when it's boiling and the sun is out, this particular spot is always freezing. And so when I sit here, I have to put the body warmer on. I've got to put a hat on. And it's also very bright as well. So cold and bright, a poor combination. This business with the, with the, with the Bundesliga, Tom. Yes. I mean, uh, they've been watching it very closely in Britain because they'd love it to work, wouldn't they? Because then it would be a sort of uh, a blueprint, a roadmap for us coming back. Um, but the, the problem, it strikes me, is that you get one player goes down before the health service has had a chance to really write itself and the name of football and the idiocy of football clubs and their complete dislocation um, from the real world. I guess it's going to be writ large, isn't it? I mean, uh, we, we try and have a bit of fun on this show with this sort yes. of story, but in all seriousness, I think it's mad to try and bring something back in two weeks' time, irrespective of what's happening with testing in Germany. Just some of the practicalities. They're talking about no full contact training at all. So already on that level, Danny, how can any team be ready for a massive game if you've not done any contact training going into the weekend? They can't. No. So that they, already they, means... All they can happen. do is draw things on blackboards and do that stupid rondo game where one person oh. chases around in the middle, piggy in the middle. But if rubbish. you get the ball, you've got to have your foot immediately disinfected. So <laughs> yes, of course, I mean, this, yeah. this can't happen. Uh, no. They're also going to be doing temperature checks when players arrive in the ground. And uh, uh, to give a Premier League example, right, let's just say West Ham are going into a game against Norwich, which they've got, and Norwich striker Temu Puki turns up, they've got to win this Norwich or they go down, his temperature's over 39, and so now Puki is out, and he's now been with Todd Cantwell, he's been with, you know, name another good Norwich player, I can't, but maybe you can. Now Norwich can't play this game, but they've said, well, we've got to play, everyone's here. And so what, the reserve team, who have all been, what, in isolation going into this game are now going to play? Have they been all- contact traced? It all works until 
you start to think about it. One thing goes wrong. However, however, the, the one bright spark of the discussion about football coming back too early because there's money and television contracts and all the rest of it involved is the news that the, the dreaded VAR may come a cropper because of uh, the, the coronavirus. The, uh, the authorities, we, I mean, hasn't author, nearly all authorities broken down now. I'll ask our friend Keane. Um, the authorities say that if the Champions League comes back, they won't be having VAR because that little truck that they all work in, they can't safely distance. Um, so the, 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 the current referee, the two people, and of course they do it in their kit, which is one of the best oh. things ever. Um, the other people in their football kit, plus the technicians with their spanners and, uh, uh, and, and, and soldering irons and all the rest of it, they can't be kept far enough apart. So, Lord be praised, no VAR in the Champions League. Is there any part of you that feels if this season did get scrapped or we do what I would suggest, our points per game finish and no relegation, is there a part of you that feels it's only just because of how bad VAR has ruined the season that was? Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. Um, I'm not a spiritual man particularly, but I do believe that there's somewhere there in the wind and the ether, there is a God that watches over football and she has pronounced, hasn't she? This VAR is so bad. Uh, uh, sorry about all the people who actually suffered real business with the pandemic. Yes, there's a part of me that thinks that the vibes, the karma for football, professional football, so bad because of the way VAR has been done, mostly in Britain, let's be, mostly in England, let's be honest about it, yeah. um, means that the season, with all due respect to fans of Liverpool, Leeds United, Coventry, I think, are the ones who Halifax who would really suffer. Um, I, would be, I, for one, would be very glad to see the back of this season, truthfully. I mean, you, you've been across this a lot this week. You're still hosting mm. lots and lots of shows covering it. Mm. Do you think we're edging towards that bit now where we get to... Points per game, no relegation, award the title, award the European places. Do you think we will get there? Uh, yes, I do. I think um, every time you see uh, acts of social disobedience threatening um, the flattening of the curve and all the rest of it, and we're following the science as best we can, I think the idea of football coming back behind closed doors even becomes more and more remote. Um, I think the calamity of um, the financial situation, which could easily... 
um, I'm told by people who know more about it than me, Simon Jordan, could easily be result in two thirds of English clubs going out of business in the space of three months. Um, so things like finishing the season will become very, very um, remote prospects indeed. I'm not a great one for the points per game thing because it doesn't take into account changes in form. It doesn't take into account um, who you've played. Um, I, I understand that, you know, it's either, we, either we, we void the season or we try and play it. Um, yeah. Some kind of cooked up. And I, I'm, I'm going to be not very popular in, in Yorkshire here. I give Liverpool a title. They were going to win it. As for the, as for the, you know, Leeds and West Bromwich Albion, I'm not, you know, Leeds have got form here, haven't they? Of being yeah. the Devon Lockside in all of this. So, um, no, I think we, uh, we've got to be honest, Tom. I, they will do. They will move heaven and earth to try and get the season finished. I still think it's a very unlikely prospect. Yeah. Um, and that which means we will spend more time watching virtual football. Now I oh. play football manager and championship manager. Um, so I don't have any joystick and players running around action. I just play a spreadsheet effectively. But the players, the younger people, of course, they love the simulation games. Uh, I am a big FIFA player. And mm -hmm. just before we recorded this program earlier, I was trying to catch up with producer Jeremy to see what we're going to talk about today. And he said, hold on, Tom, give me two minutes. I'm in the midst of a really intense game of FIFA right now. Uh, I'll talk to you in just a few moments. And I sat on Zoom watching him play FIFA for a few minutes. So, And did he beat his niece? Of course he didn't. It was an 11-year-old girl and she <laughs> yeah. beat him savagely, yeah, uh, yeah. as he deserves. Uh, but there was some amazing FIFA this week. And I've got to commend everyone involved in this because a lot of kind of money went to charity and all that sort of stuff. Uh, the Premier League put on... I just need to change my hat because we're changing story. Excuse me one okay, second. Okay, what are you going to go with? Uh, it's an homage to my mate Danny Baker, knitted for me by my sister. It's a knitted fez. What do you think? It's nice. I, yeah, I it's prefer good. the knitted fez. It suits yeah. you a lot more yeah. uh, than the Elmer than the Fudd, Elmer Fudd. Yeah, yeah, which worried me. It, you looked like you were Although there be... was a moment there, and people listening to this in colour will appreciate this, um, where my hat matched, you may not be able to see it very closely, my hat matched your shirt exactly. I did notice that. It was very a much a record book uniform. Yeah. yeah, very good. We could go out hunting uniform. together. Why is this what they wear when they're hunting? It's not camouflage. And also, have you? I mean, uh, 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 there are many things one might want to own. The Koh-i-Noor diamond, um, an original copy of Terraplane Blues by Robert Johnson. But really what I want, if you're, you know, my rosebud is one of those duck calling things that goes walk, walk. Uh, makes a noise like a duck when you buzz it. Of course, you can't get them in Britain. It's entirely an American Why thing. Why can't you? I'm surprised you can't get one. You must don't, be I don't think, I don't covered really in wildlife duck, where you live. Yeah, I don't think they hunt for ducks, though. It's only Americans that like to go and shoot a lot of things, isn't it? I'm quite surprised. I thought you would have had like a quite, a, quite a big hunting culture where you are. It's very countryfied, isn't it? Um, I, I wouldn't have thought so until one day um, a man who came here to do some uh, electric... He was the electrician, very gentleman, called Ivan. Um, and he came to do the electrics and he said to me, here, would you like some of this? And in, the, in a box, he had some freshly killed, he said, it's, it's, it's deer. I said, oh, venison, lovely, sure. But love to put some in the freezer, but why? Oh, he said, I got loads of it and I killed it yesterday. Wow. Oh, see, now you started this. That is a very, I mean, what a, what a savage life you had growing up. I didn't oh, know yeah. you were so close to nature. Growing up, this was about three weeks ago. <laughs> Just before the lockdown, <laughs> honest to God. Uh, there were some brilliant games in this tournament. So a lot of clubs put representatives forward. Not everybody did, but a lot of teams did. Um, so there were some great games on the first day. Uh, Neil Mopay of Brighton thrashed John McGinn of Aston Villa by, four, uh, by six goals to one. That was fantastic. Uh, there was a brilliant game on the Thursday where a eventual winner, Diogo Jota of Wolves, 
thrashed Wilfred and Didi of Leicester by eight goals to two. Um, I think it was, it was a bit unfair, I thought, they had to play as their actual teams. Because Dwight yeah. McNeil got to the semi-final. He plays Playing for Burnley. Burnley. Yeah. And so Burnley on FIFA, even if you're an incredible player, they're going to find it tough against Wolverhampton Wanderers. So I thought yeah. it was a bit unfair. They couldn't all be like Bayern Munich or something, you know, like people usually are. Um, but a couple of takeaways from this. Number one, the semi-final between Trent Alexander-Arnold and Raheem Sterling was fantastic. You think, oh, England teammates, there'll be a lot of great banter in that game. No Literally banter. none. Not for a second. <laughs> they took it so seriously uh, that when it was eventually won by Trent Alexander-Arnold in like golden goal time, uh, what you do in, in FIFA, you might not know this, is that the real pathetic players, when they lose, they do what's called a rage quit which is they'll just turn the power off and probably smash their room up, become a Reddit right. sensation in days to come. Uh, well, as soon as he conceded the golden goal in extra time, Sterling takes off his headset, puts it down, and the hosts are saying, Raheem, Raheem. And he's just sitting there furious. Good utterly furious, unable to talk for a good 20 seconds before coming back and being very gracious and all that sort of stuff. But it was great to see anger, pure, raw, competitive anger post-FIFA from a... A top professional. I loved fantastic. it. It was pathetically childish and fantastic. A few more things to run through. I mean, I noticed that obviously with the cancellation of uh, the London Marathon, and of course, particular pain to me personally, as I was due to run it in less than three and a half hours, um, the cancellation of the London Marathon meant that we had this thing called 26 Challenge, 26 miles from the marathon. But right. people had to do, tw- you know, Alan Smith, the former Arsenal and uh, England centre forward, uh, Leicester City would want me to say Leicester City as well went out and washed 26 cars for charity and look people, oh. doing, people were running marathons in their garden lots of 26 things were happening my favorite footballer of the last 20 years Ledley King to say that Ledley is laid back doesn't begin to do it does it and um, uh, you know his full-time job is he's an ambassador for Tottenham Hotspur but his contribution to this I don't know if you saw it his contribution to 26 was to put on a Spurs shirt still in jeans wander out into the garden and do 26 keepy-uppies. Um, and that was his sole, that was his contribution. To the, and of course, he, he deadpanned it to the camera. Now I'm going to do my 20. Now other people have been doing things like redecorating 26 neighbors' houses in 24 hours. <laughs> Ledley did 26 keepy-uppies and kicked the ball away and then spread his arms wide in a gesture of, that was fantastic, wasn't it? But it was the most incredibly small contribution to is a charity for, thing. Is it for charity? So he, then he gave to charity for doing... I presume, he's, I presume he's, he's done his own thing and then given to, given to charity. It's just, when you see, I mean, a footballer who wasn't far short of a great footballer um, doing 26 keep ups, it just wasn't very impressive. Do you think Ledley has the lockdown blues? Do we need to get a copy of this podcast to him to cheer him up this oh, week? I'm sure he's a regular listener. would be amazed if all the footballers weren't listening to this. I mean, for a start, they get to hear the Taiwanese Premier League results. Everyone needs to know about that. it. Alan Pardew, never knowing the under fun, is he? Let's be honest. Total fun. Um, uh, whether, whether he's doing uh, a dancing on the side of the pitch at Wembley or scolding me for reminding him that he was the captain of Tottenham's worst ever team. Another story for another time. Um, Alan Pardew's in the news this week as well. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about cancellation of leagues, what's going to happen, what's not going to happen. Well, Holland this week, the Netherlands have made a decision. They've said, right, you know what? This season is not going to happen. The national government said there can be no football until, until, I think, September. And so they said the season's over and they've done what you've suggested, which is Ajax are not champions, no title race, no relegation. The whole thing never happened. 
Well, one thing that did happen this season, he, he was a hero of the week for us, I think, during the campaign, during our usual shows, is that Alan Pardew took the job at Den Haag in the Eredivisie to hopefully save them from relegation. The team are currently seven points adrift and the football has been so bad. You'll remember a few weeks ago, we, we talked about it on the show, yeah. a bunch of fans invaded the, uh, the training of the club to directly complain to him and to Chris Powell, who's his number two, and all the players saying, you're so crap, you're going to get us relegated. Uh, well, Alan Pardew this week, reportedly, he's since denied this, but reportedly received a £100,000 oh, bonus well done, Alan. for Den Haag avoiding relegation in the Eredivisie. Congratulations, I mean, heard, money well earned. You've heard about great escapes and escaping through the back door, but that is just fantastic. He somehow managed, Alan Pardew, to get the entire season cancelled in order to pull down his bones, which, as you quite rightly say, he has asked the club to contribute um, yeah. to worthy causes in the Netherlands. Tom, I'm, oh, one more. Sorry, I was going to say we've got to end this. Uh, we could not. I mean, I've got a list of all the things. We're having to skip some stuff here. But the latest adventures of, of the Neymar family, always worth. Let's finish off with the latest update. For men who are wondering whether they still have a chance to date Neymar's mum. I know how much you missed that doing the Neymar is a git section. Uh, yes. So when I saw this, I thought we had to make sure we, we brought this to your attention, the audience's attention today. Uh, Neymar's mum uh, took a lover in recent times. Nadine Goncalves had a toy boy lover, Tiago Ramos. Well, unfortunately, the story was that he's younger than Neymar. What a big story it is. And she posted a lovely picture of her kissing him by what well, I can only assume is an outside jacuzzi. We're not surprised that Neymar's mum has an outside jacuzzi. Well, sadly, that relationship, Danny, has come to an end. Oh. Uh, and Tiago is back with his family somewhere else in Brazil. Why, I hear you ask. Well, it seems that Neymar's mum is unhappy that he previously dated, quote, according to the son, a string of male lovers, end quote. Okay, well, she, she's obviously got very, very exacting standards and uh, is entitled to show him the bricks, as they say. Uh, off he's gone. So that means that Mrs. Neymar, Neymar's mum, is back on the market if you're so inclined. Although, of course, travel is quite tricky at the moment and you might have to woo her through Zoom or some other uh, equally, <laughs> I didn't know about it two weeks ago, platform, which I'm now an expert. This, Tom, has been an absolute joy, of course, and a privilege to spend some time with you. You're listening to the uh, closing stages of the Record Book podcast on the Game Day channel. Join us again next week for more of the same, or, if God is good, something better. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds, we set them. Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to earn uh, the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to work in the channelized Bing Bingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.